0: Hello, and welcome to this episode of Tour Ireland Outdoors podcast. In this episode, we caught up with Crindle Stables, which is a quirky equestrian centre that provides bespoke experiences for their visitors. They can work with their guests to plan a completely unique experience that is tailored to their individual needs. So without further ado, Crindle Stables, enjoy.
1: Hello, welcome to the Tour Ireland Outdoor podcast. Today we are visiting Crindle Stables in Limavady, in, in the Brough Valley of Northern Ireland. And we have Amy and Hazel joining us here this morning. And they're going to tell us a little bit about their business, about themselves and what keeps them going and what gets them up in the morning. So i gonna give you a little insights into exploring Ireland by horseback. So, Amy. Morning.
2: Good morning, Philip. Um, so I suppose to start us off, I'll tell you a bit about what sort of Crindle Stables is. Um, we're based at the foot of Benevena Mountain and we provide a wide variety of um, activities and experiences um, that people have said are really bespoke and quirky. And we try to get everybody involved, whether you just want to get on the horse for a relaxing time um moving to anybody who wants to go on an adrenaline um (laughs) rush yeah to get the adrenaline rush we have a great setup here of you know great facilities with our um arenas and stables we also have then our great uh scenery around us Would you agree Mm -hmm. very definitely
3: <clears throat> so it is, and it's steeped in history, and it's steeped in um, legends and myths, and it's a really interesting area as well to visit. And when you see it from a completely different perspective on horseback, it simply is um, phenomenal. So it is.
1: How do you? What's the correct, correct pronunciation of it? Sorry, I'll say. <laughs> what's, the, what's the correct pronunciation? Benve? <laughs> is it Ben? Is that what you're? They say Ben Ben, Evna.
2: ben Evna. yeah, okay, that's. I'm I know. Wrong.
1: <laughs> I've been telling visitors for a long time a different. It's yeah. it's beautiful up there where you got the statue of of Lear. The the is it a god of the sea? Is that Celtic god of the sea? Is that correct?
3: Yes, you've got that, and then when you're up there, you you have the magnificent views um, running over the whole of the McGilligan Point right over to Donegal and um, some would say that on a very clear day you can actually see as far as uh, Scotland because when you're sitting on there you're sitting up in Benevolent there on um, terrain that's been there for 60 million years and uh, so it is actually very unique in the wildlife and it has um, some plant life and that that's actually quite rare and then you're looking down over the uh, right down to the foil, which um stunning. Absolutely stunning.
1: And right up to is it is Milligan Point, isn't it? Isn't
3: yes, McGilligan Point McGilligan on Point. to even. the um the, the foil, the lock foil. And as I say, then you have just got straight across there. You've got Green Castle um and all straight across. So we're very, you know, close as well. And uh, the ferry makes us even closer.
1: The ferry still runs across it it runs in the summer months, isn't it right?
3: A limited uh, service, but yes, in the summer months, that leaves our um, cross-border a very close connection.
1: And then if you drop down, then you've got downhill downhill beach. You, you take some of yeah. your, horse, your horse riding along there, don't you?
3: Yes, we would take... Um, that's one of the things that we had been doing, is taking, we do particularly the sunset beach ride, because when you've got the sunset coming down and the iconic Muslim temple behind you and the beautiful strands, of um and the downhill, it is absolutely amazing. You can go for a lovely dander on the horses or for those and only those that are suitable, they can have that real adrenaline rush and just feel the freedom and the, the wind in your and the energy of the sea.
1: I I I loved I love walking with a horse by my side. I'm not so keen <laughs> on the on the horseback, but I love the actual feeling of just when you have it, they're just there beside you. And you're just walking along with them. I, I it's just it, to give you a kind of a piece, don't they? Well, you probably would know more than me. But.
3: Yeah, because that's actually something that Amy in particular has brought to the business. Is um, it's not just about being on the horse here; it's actually about connection. And many of our experiences are about connections. And some people actually just don't even get on. Mm-hmm. That it's simply enough to be, um, particularly for some of our clients, because we would be very inclusive of everyone that um, comes to us. And the benefit of horses is just
2: amazing.
1: Yeah, um, I, would, I, I remember being in Strabane not that long ago, but maybe two years ago uh, with uh, with a group that were up um, Down, Down syndrome kids and they were they were enjoying show jumping. Uh, it was just an amazing experience for them. Like, you know, you could see yeah,
3: absolutely, yeah,
1: the, the little faces and just, just the joy in them. Like, and it, how, yeah. res- how respectful the horses were of them. Like, they were just so peaceful with them. Like, yeah. amazing animals.
3: We, we had two um, little, we continued therapy over lockdown with two um, neutrotistic little boys And we took them on a very special uh, day out to the beach there and the sense of pure joy and happiness on not only them, but on their mum, because it's actually twin boys. So, you know, life can be challenging for her, but for a day, you know, for a period of time there, it was normal and the joy and that was was just a surreal experience.
1: It's hard to put into words to, to describe the, the beauty of where you live up there. And it's sometimes uh, bypassed. The people tend to travel along the, the Glenshain Pass and, and don't come around and, and witness the, the, the beauty of, of your area where you live. Um, is that up, is it? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> All right. My phone is just right. Uh, <laughs> <then. laughs> A lot of bypass us, and
3: actually that's what they call uh, this area is the hidden gem. In, because um, so many people, um, if um, people are in Belfast, they don't tend to come as far down as us because we're so close, we're quite close to the Atlantic Way. And if you were coming um, en route sort of to somewhere else, you might just go, as you say, the Glen Sheen and then a, and a bypass us. So, you know, you do, you have to go out of your way. Yeah to
1: find us but well worth finding i had some clients a couple of years ago that they were looking to uh um, to, to do the wild atlantic way but they wanted to take in the causeway coast as well so i'd recommend them to go through castle rocking and, and along downhill and get the ferry across that's why i was asking was it still running um <laughs> get the ferry across to uh to green castle and then join the wild atlantic way up there on on mizzen head but Oh, it's it's definitely an area of beauty. I primarily I do walking tours and, and I've took people up there and there's done that short walk that's on the on the top there, uh, Benve Or can I get that name right? Benevenah. Benevena. I'm writing it down here. I, I'm, very, just, I'm just I'm, think I'm, manamana. I'm,
0: manamana. Do do I'm very I'm
1: very um, I, I pronounce things as I see them so I have to write I'm writing it down here how is how you're pronouncing it. Yeah, but Benvena, beautiful, it's a beautiful little short around the lake up there as well. I'm sure you yeah. you you, you must take the, the horses up there around there as well because.
3: Um, it's actually something that we're pursuing because we would have ground just at the very uh, foot of that Benevna mountain, and um, we are thinking of actually doing a walk right up um to the top. It's very steep,
1: yeah.
3: and. Uh, that bit harder for the vehicles to get access with a horse lorry on that.
1: It's, it's good so it on the clutch, as they say.
2: Yes. <laughs> uh, but in general, where we are, Benevina is kind of the root of all of our experiences. We kind of, uh, for example, we have our Benef- Scenic Benevina experience. As, as my mum had said, it's based on a hands-on. And then they um, do a hack which is along the country road slash trek, um, along our field lanes, and it's all like encased with the beautiful views of Benavena.
1: And people, people can book your experiences through your website, isn't that correct?
2: They can create. They can complete a contact form, and the contact form is then forwarded to us. Right. Um, we also have a new one, um, called the Lock Foyle horse riding experience, and it's again another. Um, another avenue to um, um It incorporates also the country roads, the field trekking, and a lot walking along the shoreline. Um, so, again, you're getting a, a different view of Benevina, and it's just wow.
3: And we have the most wonderful horses here. So, we do. And uh, every, well, people that would come say that, let's you know, say there's, I like think I said that, there's a lovely atmosphere. And you can feel the horses are happy. Um, we have lovely big bedded pens where the riding school horses would live. So they have a more natural existence. And then in the summertime, they're out to the fields. So if you're visiting us in the summertime, um, the fields are are full of the horses and you can see them. And we always encourage everyone to, to bring a carrot, bring something <laughs> for your friend. They need a treat too.
1: They like apples too, I believe.
2: Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yes.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and what's, what's great in the summertime is when all the horses are out and we're out on treks, you know, our visitors can pass all the different horses and sort of meet a um, lot of them, which is really, really nice and really people find it, you know, really, really cool. No
3: and we've a wide variety of horses because we have um, ponies from from little ponies, from 11-hand ponies, um, to our lovely traditional Irish cobs. Uh, although our, I, I always say our Irish cobs are special because they can jump because we have to jump here. <laughs> and then you go on to, because we also would breed here, we have um, then the the high-end uh, competition jumping horses, which um, then get their training, get started here, and then they proceed either to Hannah or elsewhere in the world.
1: Yeah, I remember, I always remember the show jumping from when it would have been on the RDS, usually the first weekend in August, it was traditionally, yeah. I, I think it's changed now, but yeah. there used to be always the traditional uh, yes. show jumping and it was always on the TV and it was probably the only time of year that it was on national television, it, it yeah. was highlighted, but uh, it was always a big event and I remember, the, one that always fascinated me was the the ones the where they jump over the big wall
2: Mm, yes absolutely it, it is a yearly event in our calendar we have missed it a lot this year yes. yes yeah because
3: traditionally hannah were always qualified for dublin okay uh, from her a uh, right through from the ponies there to the last time she was in the international classes so we desperately miss it so we do it was a week crindle closed yes
1: <laughs> rightly so rightly so yeah. Uh, is it the is, is it the Aga Khan? Is that the big team trophy? Uh, the, has she competed in that there? No,
3: no, no. She hasn't competed in that uh, yet. But one never knows no. what. Uh, she's aiming for the Nations Cups.
1: And and of course, it it's all more with um, female riders. it's all more prevalent from horse racing. This with the uh, uh, the great mm. Rachel Blackmore and her success. Yeah. That's, that was fantastic, fantastic.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I won money on that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but
3: this sport that's very at the top end. It's very much dominated by the males. Yes. So it is. Whilst at the um at the very beginning, it's very much dominated by females. But when Hannah's in the lineup, she could be one or only two of um what's in that lineup. But uh, they're very much in the minority. Really. At the upper end of the sport.
1: Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. And that's something we ourselves have been um, really encouraging is for young boys, men. We, we actually uh, have a male instructor now, so that really gets the, the male factor in. And the boys love coming to see another male here and to sort of show it's accepted, because I suppose a lot of the time you think, oh, that's a girls' sport. But it's very much, you know, a, a very mixed um, thing. You know, people... People, it doesn't matter who you're, what you are, you know, it's the horses are the, they're, they're great.
1: They're the ones that do the work, aren't they really? Well, <laughs> yeah. not exclusively, but um, yeah. What sort of distances would you do? Is there, is there a maximum or I suppose it's restricted on your area, what, what you can do with, on a tour? Yeah, uh,
2: well as we had said earlier, most of our experiences begin with a hands-on experience so we always begin where we um, they get to know the horse. Then they we move to the arena just to make sure you're happy on your horse. For a lot of people, it's maybe even trying your first trot, which is a very surreal feeling. Um, oh my and a lot of people you find giggle and laugh with it. Um, so that's uh That's we move to that, and then they learn a bit of how to steer, how to stop, and then most of the time, then we head out. So our new lock foil experience uh, ranges for about it's about three hours, um, whereas we can we can be very bespoke in terms of our family fun activity. We have a little um, fieldway just outside of our house, so you could literally be out for ten minutes. It really depends on sort of what you want and and exactly what you want to achieve from from the experience.
3: And it caters from. And <clears throat> um, waste you might be learning your first trot, you might actually be then just um, building on skills that you already have. So it doesn't matter at what
2: level that you come in at. And we've, we've had so much praise in the past for being so accommodating and so welcoming of everyone. Um, we have actually were nominated and awarded the Prestige Award last year for Equestrian Specialists. And we've been nominated for Riding School of the Year this year and Changing Lives Through Horses. So we're hoping to attend the um, Equestrian Awards next year in 2022 in the Titanic. Um, So that will be a very exciting day. And when we say we,
3: we mean not us two. No. We mean the team. We have the most wonderful people. And that's what everybody says about the helpful, kind uh, people that are here and and that's what the energy is about is the wonderful people that help us and that are here as well as the horses the, the team's amazing that's
1: a that's some achievement um it's always great to get some i know people say oh you don't need the awards but it's always great great to get some recognition and especially yeah. especially from your peers if you get it from your peers it's always that little bit more isn't it
2: no, we we have great working relationships with those around us, you know, and we have a lot of people that are, you know, coming and said, "Oh, we are the recommendation from from you know locally nearby," and you know, it's great to hear that that people will send to us because it means we're doing something something right. It is.
1: <laughs> I I always say as well that if you can get if someone comes back to you, that's the biggest. Trill I always get is when you get someone that's been with you before returns and makes the effort to come back and and I always think that if if that happens or they tell a friend to come to you that's 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 I I get a buzz off that so like it's uh, yeah it's yeah it's the best we've
3: even uh, we've had uh, people who come from England every year and uh, their mission is that's why they come so the girls can Um, their girls in particular they come here um we have had people that make sure that they come from america and the little girl has to come every year we have they have to coincide their holidays with the what we did was camps um so we definitely have a lot of returning customers and i suppose that's how up until now it's all been word of mouth and that's where Amy's trying to change it now and take it into more the um the new world
2: yeah make people more aware that we're here yeah oh. social media social media <laughs> <laughs> Isn't
0: it? Yeah. big thing
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> it's all social media and so what social media um do you want to name them off like is it facebook tiktok you know instagram is there
2: okay yeah we so we're currently on facebook facebook will be our one of our main um we have instagram we also have youtube And we've just um, uploaded recently a a snippet of a promo video that we're getting uh, filmed um, at the moment so that the full promo video will be up soon. Um, We also have TikTok as well. Um, So trying to um, integrate everything and get really engaging content on there to sort of showcase people um, exactly who we are, where we are and what we do.
1: Yeah, and all uh, all your socials links will be in the bio for the podcast.
0: Absolutely, it's a real juggling act doing all those things. It a lot, uh, does it take up a lot of your time, or do you find the creative process of it rewarding?
2: Well, that's that's kind of where I come in. That's more my my role at the moment. Um, my mom's great at the photography side, so she's getting all the imagery, and then um, together we will come up with the content. But. We're pretty lucky um, in terms of the content. You know, there's there's such a wide range of things that we can post about. Um, for example, our fall big boring the other day, especially at the moment, there's so much happening. So it, I feel like our our, especially our Instagram feeds, our Facebook feeds are full of stuff to get people involved and get people, you know, thinking, oh, my goodness, I would love to visit there.
1: You should you should get a webcam on that foal.
2: <laughs> people will be tuning. In.
1: People will be tuning in for that. Pole cam. cam. Yes, there was a case recently, and I think it's Winchester in England. I'm not sure now the city, but it was, uh, and, and it was a church and a an spire, and it was a, and a, a roosting set of birds, and people all over the world were just glued to this. So.
0: Yeah, so and they do that with the with zoos sometimes. People are watching like a panda or yeah. something twenty four hours a day. Yeah. No, I I I
1: did I cut I your foal on your social media um when it was only a couple of hours, I think, old. Yeah. yeah. They, oh. it's,
0: you know, it's it's beautiful. And you enjoy that creative process then, or is it a is it a pain? I'm both, quite boy
2: I'm quite new to the business so I feel that I'm bringing lots of different quirky sides to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom's obviously that she's she has been here from the start. so um, she gives me a good hand as well sort of what works, what maybe you know what works particularly well, what customers kind of want to see and then trying different things out to sort of see what people relate to, which is is, is good experimenting in that way.
3: COVID
1: has COVID has forced us to change. Yes. A, a lot of us have done that. It it, it gave us a chance just to t- take a step back and breathe, didn't it? And um, mm-hmm. just to evaluate where we are and where we're going. So I think from that point of view, COVID <clears throat> has been good, no doubt. It's affected business and and it's affected our ability to move around. But from that point of view, it's been good that you're able to take a step back and just breathe and See where you want to go, where where the road is taking you, and uh, where you'll be in the next five, ten, whatever years. Very much yeah. so. In terms of that, where where do you see yourselves now in the next few years post COVID? Which is we're nearly at the end of it now, so fingers <laughs> crossed. Um, where do you where do you see yourselves going from here now?
2: Um, I would love to create a bigger trekking facility around here. Um, we have the use of a variety of fields um, and I would love to create them as as different trekking facilities. Um, We also um, have our local, our group here at the moment, which we call bridal. It's just bringing riding into disabled lives equally. Um, So we would love to uh, get that to become a charity um, and sort of provide more riding experiences for children with special needs and adults, and adults as well. Um, but we, we would sort of pride ourselves in that respect and letting them experience something that they've maybe never experienced before, you know, uh, through a sensory aspect and, you know, giving them a really good, nice, enjoyable time. And your sensory um, trail. As well as this, we also want to create a sensory trail, um, for kids and people uh, and young people with uh, special educational needs. So that we have, for example, uh, little musical uh, aspects along the trail, or we have a game, uh, just to keep people you know, interested and in, in doing something quirky, something different. With the saddles. Very
3: much. Uh, right. <clears throat> we have recently there, um, I had seen these little saddles and I thought, so I had crindled ourselves. We had purchased a, a wee saddle for, I said to you, the, the twin, the boys, your mutualtistics. And um, the, the children are very supportive. They're really a wee special saddle. And this is how wonderful the people are here, that everybody got together. And we did raffles. And we did sorts of things. And we got a second saddle for the second boy because we intended taking it in turns. But when we realized how fabulous the saddle was, we... Uh, Everybody got together and we got a second saddle for them. And um, there's some of the gentlemen here are amazing. And uh, the boys love their bald heads because they're with them being very sensory. The, um, Amy's <laughs> hair now um, has become a challenge and the boys are growing and Amy's not. So we've got some fabulous uh, guys here that are helping us with them so
1: it's it's all you know it's all good it's all fun that no that that that, uh, that aspect of giving back is always important isn't it For from as any business um giving back to your community and to the wider the wider sphere of, of people that was very much I, th- I i personally think it's very important that business we as a business do do that as well um so it's and and it's not even for a, you know it's just should be part of us you know not even for yeah. a prize or anything it's, it's just something that she, it should it, society benefits from I believe
3: mm-hmm. absolutely and I suppose that has been what we said about the passion with um, Hannah and the horse riding and sort of where it's evolved but also Amy has a very unique story to tell. Amy herself was very ill as a child and she's our wee miracle girl and she would have um her own disability but through all of that it's just going ahead and achieving and and getting there so that's why we feel the importance and the value of being inclusive because we know very from first hand
1: yeah
3: value of all of that
1: i always use the term different needs i also in work with kids that have uh, different dis- disabilities but I always think of I always like to use the term for them different needs they're all different all unique and they all have their own little have, perks and, and they, ways and I always prefer the term with, of different needs so uh, very very enjoyable thing work that I, I do with them so yeah Well yeah. yeah. oh,
3: giving giving back is, is very important and I think um, we've always hid the light under the bushel, so to speak, because we just do it. We're not looking for praise or acceptance, but we've sort of felt now that perhaps if we went along with charity status, maybe we could do more because everything has been to date just about what we can put in. And obviously being a small business, you're limited to the financial um, component that you can
0: I was gonna say on a letter note everyone talks about like their experience of the last year you know for some people everything shut down for other people things did the same most people i think things shut down to be honest but um can you give us can you give us like one positive it could be something silly right so it could be like you know how to place gravel or something right one positive that has come from COVID. so one positive thing that you've experienced well, I come of COVID. Maybe,
3: but I can actually give you more than one. Us as a family, we were able to spend time together. Being the stables, a farm, work and home, we were always very busy. We were able to sit down and watch television at night. Um other positives that I have noticed, and I suppose it was <clears throat> very fortunate for the people that were here, the uh, the mental health of the people that were able to like loan or own was greatly um, balanced with the way that life was. And it was lovely to see that when one young lady who came here, um, she was a long-term loan, and um, she didn't really interact with other people, apparently. You know, even at school, she'd have held on to the teacher. And uh, that little girl, by the time, because... Everything was quieter and everything, and, but that there were other people that had to with their horses. But she was interacting. She was smiling. The change that you see in people, and, and because she had opportunity with the horses, another young lady, um, her mum started to loan because her daughter's mental health was severely affected. And it just changed that child um, completely. The connections that we made with the people that were owning and the deliveries was amazing because we almost had our own um, bubble. So the energy here is even better than it ever was because the people within helped and encouraged us and carried us through a very difficult time. So for me, there actually, whilst there are many negatives, um, you have to focus on the positive and it gave us opportunity as you rightly said to re-look at what we have what we could do better and for me one of the best things was Amy joining the team because that sort of um, brought her into it so there's not one but a handful for
1: you (laughs) um, I've been watching a a thing on the Australian cricket team at the minute and uh, the coach Justin Justin Hayden uh, one of his he was saying that even though he played at the top level, what made him grow the most was when he was dropped and when he was at his darkest points, because that awesome. gave him time to reflect and to grow and to improve and ultimately become better. And I think that's a very <laughs> profound. I think, <laughs> I it just it just struck a chord in me. Like things like things like COVID, it does give you that time to just to reset and. To reflect. Yes, and what's important.
3: To become grounded, to come back to what is, as opposed to being more driven by um, finances and everything. And we learned how to bake. We learned how to appreciate the nature, the smells, the sounds, um, to reconnect with, with people because your own bubble you could but you made time to telephone and i think it allowed us some more time to breathe time to think and it allowed the earth time
1: yes it's, uh, it's very important to earth yourself well always, people always look at you yeah. when you say that well yeah. like yeah. To take your shoes off and walk on the grass on your bare feet or do just to just to ground yourself again and it's just, yeah, and no, no, something I firmly believe in anyway,
0: so... Mm. um Do you want to talk briefly just about what the immediate kind of future plans are or open, when he is going to be able to sort of...
2: From... Um, it was from the 12th, but today is our first opening day. So we're thankful to have so much outdoor facilities here. Uh, we have an outdoor arena and as I say, we have our full trekking facilities. Um, so for the future... That's uh, what sort of pushed me over COVID was to make these more outdoor experiences, um, with the lock foil experience, the picnic experience, the benevina experience. It was all to get people outside, outdoors in the fresh country air. Um, so we suppose it's one of the safest places to be at the moment. Um, it also, as as my mum had said, with uh, customers, you know, it's. It's great for the mindset. It's great for, you know, people getting out and about doing something new or something that they previously enjoyed. So that's sort of what we aim to do when we uh, reopen fully. And on our socials, we are also uh, taking a waiting list at the minute. Right. Um, our new website as well um has a lot of our new features up online, um so people can kind of see exactly what we've been working on as well. Um, Most of our outdoor experiences um, will will be open um, very soon and able to run um, in small uh, bubble groups. So it'll be uh, great to get them up and going. We're very excited about it.
1: Brilliant. Thank you very much to Carindle Stables for joining us here today, uh, particularly to Hazel and Amy. Uh, We wish you the very best of luck in the coming season and and it's great to see striving to succeed and I have no doubt that you will succeed in, in your endeavours over the coming years so best of luck and thank you very much and thank you for your time here this morning and we wish you the best of luck thank you well, thank you very much from all at Crindle thank you